Oh, man. Easter is over. It is back to work, back to the grind. A lot of kids uh, still got spring break this week. A lot of kids had it last week and are back to school today. I am back to work today, like you, because that's what we do. There's no spring break for adults. I kind of had one, really, this weekend. I got to admit, it was a good time. We had all kinds of moto on Saturday. We got the crew out to Glen Helen for the two-stroke nationals. Shout out to all the friends we made out there, all the new people that just got turned on to the 49. Welcome to it. This is the only motocross rock radio station on the planet. It's also the best source of kick-ass music that is free anywhere, streaming. Everybody's like, no, dude, I got Spotify, and I like to pick my own playlist. Yeah, and you have no personality and no attitude and no production value and no nothing. It is not radio. That That is basically you're paying to have iTunes library on shuffle. That's what you're doing. When you get, I never understand when people get Spotify. You're like, no, dude, now they've got, like, shows. You can insert, like, L.A. weather and stuff into your show. So when you listen to it in the morning, no, suck it. That is not radio. That is dildo talk. And they are definitely never, ever, 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 going to talk about motocross or supercross or anything. And they damn sure are not going to show up at a local motocross race like the Big 49 does in spades. And we went out there and hung with the peoples and got some people on the line. Also, we got to talk to, oh my God, Carson Brown, who tore it up out there on Saturday. We didn't ever find Surratt. I don't know where Surratt was hiding. It's set up so different out there. It's just laid back and cool and people are all over. And that's such a large spread at Glen Helen that we never uh, tracked down Surratt. But I would love to have talked to him too. Another really great guy. He came in second overall in that... uh, and that open pro and Carson came in first and both those guys have always been cool with the four and here's what's crazy that is Glenn Helen uh, Carson Brown raced Supercross last year on the AEO Power Sports team and then Ryan Surratt was racing on the team Solitaire Supercross team just last year now he's doing the outdoor desert racing stuff which is really cool and he's kicking ass on a team Honda but and, and that's a real Honda team he's on, too. Like, Ryan Surratt is no joke. Both those dudes are next-level riders, and it explains how they were so good at the two-stroke nationals. But shout-out to everyone else, too, all the other vendors down at Vendor Row, everybody that came by and hung out with the 49. I was back in the studio. I was not out there, but we had Moto Man, Jason, Kyle. I know the LBC was rolling with lovely ladies all over the place, and those are our peeps, too, so it was just... A damn good time. Jason had some sweet Huskies out there. I guess people were digging the Huskies that Jason brought out from HYR that were there in the the pop-up booth as well. So, great times. Then we rolled back into the studio and banged it out for the Triple Crown event. And that was a great event because Eli Tomac got back to being Eli Tomac. Just eye of the tiger. Nothing's going to beat him. And he gets your overall win and snatches the red plate. Cooper Webb had an uncharacteristically off night. He has been so money all season, consistent, consistent. Because remember, Eli now has seven wins on the season and has the red plate only by a few points over Cooper, who's only got two freaking points or, or two wins on the season. That shows you how consistently on the podium that guy is. And then my favorite part of the night, uh, it's, so Coop doesn't even make the podium, uh, 
Chase Sexton wins the Triple Crown Championship this year, which was cool. And then Justin Barsha on the Gas Gas team got out there. I did a breaking news story on Barsha yesterday. I'm, I don't know why all the Moto Media slept on that story. I'm not a big, hey, I got to break news stories, but I'm in the press conference and I hear Barsha say, yeah, no, my, my contract is done. It's in my manager's inbox. He said it looks good. I'm expecting to have it signed this week for two more years with Gas Gas. And I'm like, no one ran that out as breaking news. I did it yesterday. And what's cool, what I really love, and this just shows you how awesome this dude is, Barsha himself was one of the first dudes to like that story when I put it out there yesterday on my Instagram on the Big 49 radio, and bam, bam. So I'm like, all right, that's 1,000% verified when Justin himself is the dude to basically just co-sign that. So he just gave it a like, and that meant a lot. I love that dude. He's got a great sense of humor. He's fast as hell the way he rides wide open. I just And he makes no excuses and no apologies, and I dig that. I really, really like Justin Barsha, man. I was happy to see him on the podium. I'm happy he got the contract extension. Just awesomeness. Also, uh, Bam TV is very funny, and his latest episode that dropped over the weekend, go check that out on YouTube. That is very good, too. All right, uh, outside of Moto, well, not outside of Moto, because coming up, more Moto, we are going to talk to Eli Tomac in minutes. We'll get uh, Justin on the show tomorrow. Not a lot of time with the 450 dudes this weekend, and I'll tell you what it is. They raced, and then they get the 450 guys on first, and they all had to get out of there and catch flights because they all wanted to go home for Easter. It was a holiday the next day, you know, big family holiday for sure, and I'm sure most of them were trying to get out of town. So we will get into Eli Tomac next. We'll touch base with uh, Justin tomorrow. And outside of that, I have a whole lot of other show to get into today. And I think it's weird. I think, oh, I got, you know what though? I got to clear the air about something that happened and it's very funny. And we're going to get into this. Um, I'm going to tell you the demon box story came to complete conclusion on Saturday in the actual studio after we got back from Glen Helen. So, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing outside of a lot of nudist, weirdo, freak, moto man type stories. A lot of nudity on the show today. I got to talk about that. I got to talk about my day alone at the radio station with no one there. And then uh, it's, just, it's, it's just great. So I'm doing that next. And then, and then Eli Tomac, right after Eli, I'm going to tell you what happened. Saturday night, and there's video. You're going to be able to watch it very soon, right on our website at thebig49.com. So, Eli next, and then the Demon Box conclusion where we come back after that. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Unfortunately, it looks like Christian Craig from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team is going to miss some significant time after a really bad crash during free practice Saturday in Arizona. Now, he sent out a social media post yesterday, still from the hospital in Glendale with his wife and his kids by his side. The good news is he was awake and smiling for the photo on the social media post. The bad news is he said he had a dislocated hip and elbow. He also said the elbow is broken and will require surgery once the swelling goes down. We want to send our best wishes to the entire Craig family. Always been a cool dude to the 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up. One hour from now.
Big 49, it is the Stretch Show, and right now we are going to sit down with the solo owner of the Red Plate, and he has it once again this season. His name is Eli Tomac from the Star Racing Yamaha team. And Eli, you were back to vintage Eli tonight, and your starts were fire. Seemed like you were shot out of a cannon each and every one of those three main events. You also get your first Triple Crown uh, victory of the season. I know Triple Crowns have kind of been a struggle this season, so a little redemption on that as well. Plus, you take absolute uh, solo ownership of the red plate. So how important were those starts for you tonight? Because that's Seem to be really the key coming out and you just dominating all night yeah i mean uh the key was the starts for me and the way this track raced it, yeah. it was just it was very important to be up front as it is every race but yeah. this one in particular um it was it was really high speed um it was one of the the, the drier um more hard pack tracks that we've had in a long time yeah um I, I honestly don't remember a, a track this hard maybe back to like uh like a las vegas or an old school of phoenix oh, but wow. um okay. It was cool. It, it was it was a change up, you know. Um, I guess every track doesn't need to be perfect, but uh, yeah, all, all three motos, um, you know, were, were pretty solid there. Uh, had a lot of pressure in Moto One and, and in Moto Three for the ones I won. Oh, I, I mean, obviously Chase was uh, yeah, really yeah, good I, in Moto Two there. So yeah, um, this was this was good for me. Uh, you know, my, my first two triple crowns this year were not were not good at all. You know, yeah. I, I crashed in, in both those events. So yeah. Um, you know that I came into into the day, you know, just focus on I'm trying not to crash in one of these motors. <laughs> and and that almost happened. I know uh, which one of the main events was it when Kevin Morans came in and, and got right up inside you, and that was pretty gnarly. He's been really good at the starts and getting hole shots, and he was hanging with you for that second, but it seemed like you almost got tangled up. Did you even know that happened? Yeah, going in the first turn there. I felt it on my swing arm. It okay. was it was a little bit sketchy. Yeah. Um, you know that's just that is some of the risk you take uh, of doing a big sweep like that. But um, yeah, going way outside like you did, and then you allowed him to get inside. But when you came across the finish line though, at the end, you seemed super pumped up. Was that just relief of getting back to winning or getting the triple crown monkey off your back? What well, what was the emotion about tonight? I was just pumped because, like I said, I crashed in those the other two on on yeah. the year. So. Um, you know, to win is very important, and yeah. um, you know to to get those those points in, in the championship and, yeah. and staying off the ground. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, staying off the ground. And uh, seemed like it, we've had these really long straightaways the last couple of races, and you uh, are liking racing outside of the doghouse for your gate selection. You had really great qualifying, so you got to pick the lane you wanted, and, and you've been kind of going outside the doghouse. Is that like a thing where you're comfortable right now? Or are you thinking back to last year, what worked on this track? Like, what what's going on with your lane selection at the starting gate? Yeah, it was pretty close to um, even even last or the last race start at, okay. at Seattle. Okay. Um, it was obviously a very long straightaway, yeah. and just with a big sweeping 180. So um, for me, that that's worked well. Okay. And you know, I, I did think about last year here too. So kind of the same scenario there, and and uh, the the ruts were really <clears throat> really bad outside of the gate. So okay. to be honest, it was it was tough to to pick a gate because they were they were so 
um, you know, beat up outside of the gate there. All right, uh, Eli, they're giving us something to wrap up on. I know everyone wants to get out of here and get home for for Easter with the family, and we don't blame you. We thank you for the uh, time that you give us, and uh, congratulations on getting sole ownership of the Red Plate. Can't wait to see you next weekend when we roll into Atlanta. It is another Speedway course, and we know you thrive at those, so we will see if you can put some more points between you and your challengers with the Red Plate as we move forward in this supercross season i am stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock extreme big 49 it is a stretch show right now we're gonna get into the demon it's the demon box uh i have to tell you what happened all right so you've heard me talk ad nauseum on this show and on the 49 and the, uh, the other guys on the 49 as well moto man jason uh kyle LBZ Kyle, we have been talking about the Demon Box. And here's what the Demon Box is. Demon Box is a box that had a spirit in it, an evil spirit. Possibly a demon. I'm not 100% sure what was in there. It wasn't nice. I know that was bad, and that's why I had to put in a box. Remember, I worked for six years in uh, drug and alcohol treatment programs, really high-end ones in Malibu. All of them I worked at, I worked at two different ones, were haunted. There were ghosts in all of them. And I'm a ghost dude. I lived in a, and I never believed in ghosts. They did not exist. I made fun of people just like you if you don't believe in ghosts. And then one walked in my bedroom in my house when I was 23 years old and changed my life. Because I'm like, that's a ghost. I'm staring at it. That's a, I can see through that thing. That thing's staring at me, but it's not really here. It's not, it's not real. So after that, I was a believer. So I got all into it. Then I got to one of the rehabs I worked at was really effing haunted, like really haunted, like lots of spirits. And I I know psychics from all my radio shenanigans. And remember, I am Stretch, the most accurate radio psychic in the world. And uh, Bub uh, Bub Stewart's trying to steal my Miss Cleo throne. Bubba, I, I, I will I will bitch slap you back to eternity. I don't know if you're aware of the Stretch Ari being the most accurate radio psychic in the world. But hey. I got my tarot cards. I'll bust them out of the park. Even though my tarot card said Chase Sexton was winning the championship this year. And by the way, he truly should have won. At this point, he should have the red plate. But, you know, there's, things happen. So when, it's, when tarot cards tell you it's the high probability that's what happened, it's, it's not the gospel. Like, this is going to happen no matter what. So, anyway, I digress. I'm working at a drug rehab that is haunted as F. I know psychics. And I talked to a psychic, and the psychic said, that's not like a haunted house. There's a portal in that house, and there's really crazy stuff there. And it made a lot of sense. And I got pictures and videos. I have so much stuff from there that I can't... I put them up on onto our Instagram when we first started the 49, and then my friends that work with me at rehab are like, dude, I love that you're putting these up. And then, like, I, I could get sued. Like, I'm, uh, they're threatening to sue me because last thing you want when you're a rehab that costs a F ton of money a month is the reputation for being haunted. Because, you know, do you really want to go relax in a beautiful Malibu mansion that's got ghosts and demons and crap running around in it? No, you do not. Um, my thing is, I know all prisons are haunted. Most hospitals are haunted. And I can tell you, I think anywhere where there's a lot of emotional energy lends itself to being haunted, but 
according to my psychic friend, that place had a a freaking portal in it, and I got I got video of uh, orbs like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 at a time, just doo, 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 just shooting out of out of nowhere, and they always came from the same place. So anyway, I'm a big believer in that at that point. So at one point when I knew I was leaving. I was talking about how haunted it was and all the crazy things that happened to me there with my neighbor who's like, yeah, I had a, what's called an attachment. Now I know what that is because I'm a ghost dude. Uh, there's a spirit and it can, it'll be like, man, I like you. Like you could seriously go to a cemetery or a haunted hospital or a church or anything and there could be a ghost there and it just is like, you know what? I'm going home with that person and they will attach to you and they will follow you home and then they will F with you. And my friend had that. And my friend also was a single mom at the time and had a young kid. And she had this ghost that was following her around and scaring the crap out of her. So she contacts a ghost, uh, a witch. A witch then traps the spirit into a jar. And they get rid of it and it's gone and it's never been back to her since. The, the witch, by the way, didn't speak English. She was a Spanish-speaking witch. I got her to do the same thing for me before I left because I wanted that. There was a bad spirit there, and I wanted it out. So I get the bad spirit. I catch it in the box. I forget I even had it. I, I was thought it was going to be funny, and at one point I was going to mail it to my friend in New York as a joke. But then I'm like, this is real, and this thing's dark, and I'm not going to do that. So I put it in my closet, and never a peep out of the thing. Whatever she did sealed it. It was in a jar, in a box, and whatever. All right. Hence... You guys know the story. I brought it to the studio. The numb nuts is messed with it. And then bad stuff started happening to me, to Jason, to Kyle, to Moto Man, to the studios. There was weird crap happening. So anyway, unbeknownst to those knuckleheads, I I was freaked out by that whole situation. So I try to contact the witch to come back and put it back in the box. She's dead. I think it's COVID. I didn't ask questions. That lady that did it was gone. And no other uh, psychic people or witch people or no one wanted to mess with another witch's thing. And so they were like, just no. Finally, I found someone. Cost me 500 bucks. She did not want any part of playing shenanigans with us on the radio. And you know what? I was fine. I would love to have done it on the radio. Believe me, it would have been gold to get her in there. But I'm like, well, now I can't. And now there's no... After all this talk on the radio, there's no payoff. Like, I've got this witch coming. She shows up. The numbnutses are out at what you call it. And she literally, all business, came in, gave her the money. She did her little thing. The jar that it was in, she's gone. Boom, out. So I knew that was going to happen. I I knew for many days that this witch was going to get rid of the demon before anything. It was going to be a very uneventful situation, and she was not having it. As long as I paid her, as long as she took it, I was incredibly happy to have it out of my hair and away from me now. It's not in my closet, in my house. There's no risk of this thing being out. It's not at the radio station. And we're clean. And she cleaned the energy and did did her sweep thing. So anyway, so I'm, I know that's happening. So I tell Moto Man, hey, man. Uh, and Moto Man has to know because Moto Man is the gatekeeper of the studio. He's there all the time, and there was a chance she was going to come up there when Moto was there. So I had to tell Moto, look, I got this girl. She's going to get it. It's going to be gone. Don't worry about it anymore. And Moto was freaked by it, too. Everyone was freaked. As much as they were like, no, I'm not freaked, everyone involved in this story was a little freaked out by the crap that was happening. So, anyhow, 
And, and by the way, what's funny is the the witch was doing it. At one point, I was on the air Saturday by myself in the studio, and the witch was there walking around, cleaning the place or whatever, and the lights were flickering and crazy stuff was happening. And I got so sidebarred because I was just like, all right, she's in the other room. She's doing her thing. I didn't think anything of it. I felt safe. And then all of a sudden, I didn't, and I was on the air. I got, I got if you heard it on Saturday, I got rattled at one point. All right, so in the meantime, I then decide I have to F with these guys. But Moto Man now knows it's gone, so I got to tell Moto Man what I'm going to do. So Moto Man knows and I know. Jason doesn't know and Kyle doesn't know. And we're all coming back to the studio. So what we did is I got, you know, those stupid, uh, the can of snakes. The can of snakes that you open in the snake shootout. Like the, the, they call them comedy snakes or whatever the hell it is. Usually like, it's almost always, it says, even that one was like a jar of peanut brittle. And then people open the peanut brittle and then these snakes shoot in their face. Well, I got one of those and I spray painted it a metallic color. And then I put a weird little thing around it with a weird little like voodoo charm on it. And I stuck it in there after the witch left. And the witch let me keep the box because it wasn't in the box. It was in the jar within the box. Remember I told you it was in the sealed box. So I kept the box and then I put the, I opened it, she took that, she left, she's gone. I put the snake one in there. I didn't tell her I was gonna do this because she was really not having our, not taking it seriously and she didn't want to be made fun of. It's why she didn't want to go on the radio. That's why she charged me a bunch of money, whatever. It's gone, it's gone. The good news is it's gone. But in the meantime, I got it, and then when we got in the studio while we were filming the Moto Show covering the Supercross, at one point I decided, all right, I'm opening this up, and then everyone's stressed. You know what's weird? I was even nervous opening it then because I knew, I had the visual in my head of what was in that box before, and I knew how bad it was. It was weird. And then I open it, and then I get it out, and then I shoot the snakes up, and watching everyone jump out of their skin for that split second before they realized they had been had was priceless it was priceless and that is on the moto show vlog which uh moto man is editing we'll get up this week it'll be on the big 49.com and that's always so we have the podcast which is the stretch show which runs monday through friday on anywhere podcasts are served and then the moto vlog which is only on saturdays when we cover supercross and that is a video and that is going to be edited and in that you will see the snakes pop out and the opening of the thing and watch uh, Jason and Kyle jump like hell. Funny as hell. Funny as hell. So anyway, that is that. Alright, coming up next, let's get into some sexual freaky deaky stuff because, well, I work with freaks and I'm, I had to tell you something else that happened at the radio station As because I'm not there every day. I'm, I'm at home. I'm at home right now. I do the show from my house at the studio of my home. So uh, we're going to talk about this next. When I go up there, there's always an adventure. And I'll tell you another thing when I get into one of these stories. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday night in Glendale, Arizona, Jet Lawrence did something he hasn't done his entire young career, and that is win an overall on a Triple Crown event. That has eluded him. He now put it away, and now in doing so, it looks like he has sealed up that 250 West Championship. What do I mean by that? There are only two races left, and Chase has a 26-point lead over number two, RJ Hampshire. So basically, they got to go to Denver, and all he has to do is finish ahead of RJ. If he finishes ahead of RJ, 
it is a wrap before they even get to Utah for the East-West shootout. So congratulations to Jed as he gets ready to ride off into the sunset of his 250 career after this Supercross season. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a stretch show. Happy Monday. Happy end of spring break. Good news. We are heading into the summertime. It is getting here. We only got a racing through May and middle of May. We switch over to outdoor season. So Supercross is almost done. Right now, though, I, I got to break off something else before I get into my stories. And I've got some good ones today. I got to tell you another thing that happened to me on Saturday. I, I'm a simple man. You guys are aware. I from, come from the great state of Alabama. I had a twin brother at birth who was, I'm pretty sure, not even related to me. Uh, we don't get along. His name is Buzz. His name is Roscoe. But we always called him Buzz. It's a southern thing. You're like, Stretch, you have no southern accent. Yeah, well, that's because I grew up in Los Angeles. Buzz, though, didn't want to grow up in Los Angeles. He wanted to stay back in Alabama. Our other brother came to Los Angeles with me. He doesn't have accent either. Our parents came to Los Angeles, but Buzz thought he was a moto superstar, and he was racing, and he didn't want to screw up his race career because he had some sponsors at an early age because once upon a time, he was a good racer. And he stayed there with our grandparents so raised completely different he's an idiot i am not he is a lazy slacker now that is a former washed up motocross racer and i am a non-lazy slacker washed up former radio dj (laughs) that's that's how that goes so we uh we're allegedly born at the same time and are allegedly related but i don't know so that's one thing that goes on here, being the simple man that is Stretch. And now I have a radio station with my friends because corporate radio and that BS was just stupid. And after working in radio for years and years and years, and it's my first love, my friends and I got together and we fired up the Big 49. And it is what it is. And, and literally, it's a place that we can play freaking rock music that we like. We can talk about the sport that we love, which is motocross, supercross, and we have fun with our friends. That That's what it is, and that's what we're doing. The only thing is everyone involved in it is a career radio person, and so it's a real radio. It's a real radio station. It is very real. We have a very real studio with very real stuff in it and very real radio people doing everything at a higher level like there's no streaming anything that that can touch what we're doing because we're doing real radio as a streaming platform and that's a problem for real radio stations in fact they go out of their way to try to cock block us and i love it that their big push now is that well we're free well we play 18 commercials an hour but we're free well you know what we don't have the disgusting overhead that you do we can do this way cheaper. We'll play a couple commercials an hour, make money. And that's another thing. We're not greedy sons of bitches. We're not here to get rich. We're here to play rock and roll, talk about motocross, and hang out with our friends. Make some money. That's what we're doing. So, ball's in our court. Here we are. I love going to the radio station. I love hanging out with my friends. I love talking moto. I love doing everything about the 49. 
except for the grind that is the other two jobs I have to have to be able to support my now radio habit. But here I go. I drive up to the radio station early Saturday morning. I'm going to anchor the broadcast from Glen Helen from the actual studio. The guys are going to be out in the field. I'm going to what they call run the board, but I'm also going to take us in and out and give updates on what's going on with the Supercross because that's got qualifying and all that as we're going on. So it all worked out lovely. Well, here we are. I'm driving up into the radio. Imagine you're driving up to your radio station. You've been a radio guy your whole life. You love radio more than anything. And the first thing you see when you pull onto the property is a sign that says, Beware. You might see penis. This is a nudist. It was something about it being a nudist colony. Sitting right at the front of the radio station. First thing I saw. And I'm like, "Eh, Granted, we're up in a hill in the valley. There's not a ton of neighbors. But there's neighbors. And there's a sign there saying that we're basically a nudist place. I'm like, what the hell? What is this? So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to blow a gasket. And then I go, I park my car, get my keys out. I go into the, unlock the door of the, of the building. And there's another one. It says, beware of massive dong. You are entering a nudist facility. I'm just like, what have I done? What are, who are these people that I call my friends? What is wrong with them? And they will. I'm not kidding. Moto, I will go up there, Moto Man. I have the dong out, and I'll be like, Moto. Like I call every time. Hey, I, I'm I'm at the radio station. I'm coming up the driveway. I don't want to see any dong. Now there's signs everywhere. We're we're like pervs. So let's get into one of my stories. All right, let's get into one of my nudie nudist stories. And you know that nudists are really perverts, sexual deviants. They want to run around with their dong out. You know what's real easy to do? Put on a pair of swim trunks, some underwear, a pair of shorts. You want to wear skimpy. You got a hot body. You want to show it off. That's one thing. But most nudists are not the people you want to see in the nude. No, 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 they are not. All right. So let's get into, I I got multiple nude stories today. I'm trying to find one that is the, the best one. Oh, here we go. No, I'm saving. Sticky Vicky's going to come up next. After this segment, the next segment will be Sticky Vicky. All right, here we go. How about this one right here? In Florida. Of course it's Florida. What the Florida? Fistful of Florida. There is a sex-positive nudist resort where guests go on vacation and they get freaky. Proving once and for all, it's not about walking around with your dong out in the sun and sunning your sphincter, whatever it is Moto Man does when he goes face down, ass up, and shows the puckered starfish to the sun and tries to tan it. I don't know. Remember him and uh, Lindsay that used to work here? That they, they would talk about sunning the puckered starfish and how it energizes you. I'm like, yeah, I'm not into that hippie. I, I'm into psychics and all that stuff, and I'm not into that hippie dippy crap. So here we go. People go there on vacation, they soak up the sun, and then they get their freak on. You're like, wait a minute, I thought nudists were just into being nude and walking around and having body positivity. No, no, no. This is called the Caliente Club and Resort. It is in Florida. It is the most exclusive nudist destination for nacations in America. You can go eat breakfast naked. By the way, 
I don't want to see myself naked ever. Not even getting out of the shower. I'll try to cover myself because I don't want to look at myself. I don't want to see other people naked, and I don't want to see naked people eat. I don't even really want to see a hot naked chick eating. And then they have nightcaps in the nude at Caliente in Florida's Land Lake Promises. It is the most luxurious adult-only clothing optional experience. And that's another thing. Nudists typically want to uh, pervert your children, much like uh, liberals and Democrats. They want to get your kids there and be like, oh, no, it's body positivity. I got my kid running around while my dog's out. Yeah. You know what I don't want my kids seeing? My dong, let alone anyone else's dong. And no one needs to be running around naked. They describe times at Caliente as a fantasy festival, Mardi Gras, and Burning Man all mixed into one. Yeah, it is an adult-only clothing-optional experience. And the reason it's adult-only is because they all bang the bejesus out of each other. They all get their freak on. You're in there thinking you're just sitting by the pool and you're like, hey, my wife's been missing for a while. And you walk in and she's getting pile-drived in the next room. And I don't mean the good WWE pile-driver. I mean the sexual kind. She's getting an Alabama hot pocket at the bar. And you're like, wait a minute. What is happening here? Yeah. So they're at the Caliente Festival. They say they got condos and casitas and they're decked out with king-size beds. And you can even pay more to have mirrors on your ceiling. If you really, really like seeing yourself naked, they have a laundry service, but I don't know what you're washing besides towels. Uh, guests are encouraged to fulfill their desires and have their body's needs met in the luxury spa. So I'm going to guess there's happy endings there. It doesn't say that, but that's what I'm thinking if your needs are met. They say some people get there and they're a little shy. Next thing you know, they take off their clothes and they jump in the pool. And 20 minutes later, they're just getting pounded by some strange. They say we're very sex positive in our resort design. We exude sexual confidence, exploration, and respect of others. Yeah. No, no, no. They say it's the hottest party on the planet at the pool. They have a number of high-class events at the Fiesta nightclub. From lustful Fridays to anything but closed Saturdays. And people just go out and pound it out. Unlike other nudist resorts, a single man can show up. You know why? Because these people sound like swingers more than nudists to me. They sound like sexual deviants. That's what they sound like to me. Say a single man can reveal himself by purchasing an annual membership or paying a daily rate. Just sit there and I guess spank it out while he's laying by the pool, which is frowned upon at most nudist resorts, is my understanding. Unless Moto Man goes there and they're like, damn it, Moto, we told you you can't do that here. And then they throw him out. So there you go. That is my first nudist story of the day. A nudist club where they encourage people having sex with strangers. No, that's not sexual deviant at all. Yeah. No, you people are freaks. You people are freaky dickies. That's what you are. You're sexual perverts. Anybody who wants to run around with their dong out is a sexual deviant that should be put on a watch list by the authorities. I'm going to report Moto Man. Next time I come to the radio station, his dong's out. I'm reporting him. He's telling you. All right, up next, I'm going to tell you about Sticky Vicky. And after Sticky Vicky, I got a story about the worst bachelor party ever, ever in the history of ever. It's the Big 49. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show on a Monday morning. Thank you for listening to us. Welcome to all of our new uh, peoples. 
You are listening. You are our people. You are someone who is a fan of the moto or the rock or the extreme or all of the above. Uh, when we started Big 49 initially, it just became too much to do. We all love moto and we knew we were starting a moto station. And then we also were doing, we were doing moto and all UFC events at the same time. And then it was like, you know, it's too hard to do. And a lot of times they're all on Saturdays. So moto with uh, supercross would cross lines with UFC events. And there's also a damn UFC event every damn weekend as well. And we could not keep up. So we let that fall. We still talk about it. I throw there's a little bit of UFC talk in the entertainment report today, but not so much the other way. Uh, also, by the way, here's a little news, little breaking news, breaking news. Uh, Buzz is coming to town, bitches. I uh, told you about my brother earlier, and he's coming to town, and he's never in town, and he and I do not get along, and here's what's great. I bring Buzz to town when I need him, and I need him right now. Yeah, I'm, yes, Buzz, I need I need you right now. I'm do, I have an idea, and then when I get him here, I dump him on Moto, man. And I have nothing to do with him. And Moto has to deal with him. Moto will execute everything for Buzz. Moto will be Buzz's handler. Because Buzz needs a handler. And Moto will deal with this project I have in mind for Buzz. So anyway, that is coming uh, very soon. But Buzz is coming to town. So get ready, Moto. That's my payback for seeing your wang. Every time I see your wang, you're going to get a week of Buzz. Yep. I know he's he's dealt with a lot of <laughs> like, Moto's had to deal with a lot of buzz, and that is not easy. But yeah, so anyway, that's that's coming. All right, right now, let's get to the sticky Vicky show. More bounce. This is real. This is out of the UK. Remember, the UK is the greatest place ever, and the people there are awesome, and they party, and they're wild. And nudity is not an issue there. They like to walk around with it all hanging out. Well, this is a strip show. And it's like, you know, uh, if you grew up in Southern California, you heard about the donkey shows in Tijuana. I don't know anyone that's ever seen one, but I've heard that urban legend my whole life of the donkey shows. Then there'll be somebody, no, 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 dude, I win. I saw it. Yeah, no, you didn't. But you always heard about the donkey shows in Tijuana. Always heard about the donkey shows. Well, apparently the urban legend in the UK is the Sticky Vicky Show. They say everyone's heard of, every adult has heard of the Sticky Vicky Show. It is a woman who does a magic act, but she's a, like a stripper. And the entire magic act is her just removing various objects from her vagina. She starts small. But here, here's what you got to think about. I'm assuming all of this was up there before she started. So she'll start off with some ping pong balls. And she'll get the really big kielbasas by the time the show is over. True story. They call her Sticky Vicky. And they say people freak. And they, what's funny is I'm looking at pictures. There's a, a not of Sticky Vicky pulling things out of her sniz. It is of dudes watching Sticky Vicky and dudes that have never seen it before. And their faces are just like their jaws are on the floor. And they are in shock as this woman is just pulling things out of her vajay. But... Here's what's even crazier. Sticky Vicky is not really Sticky Vicky. No, no, no. Sticky Vicky is Sticky Vicky's daughter. That's how long this has happened. So the lady that was uh, Victoria Aragas Gadea was her name. And 
She did the Sticky Vicky act in Britain for 40 years. So she was an old-ass lady. And then she had a horrible fall a couple of years ago and is unable to perform anymore. She fell while she was up on the pole, pulling kielbasas out of her sniz. And they say she smashed her knees up really bad. And over the course of the years, they say six million tourists have paid to watch Sticky Vicky get sticky icky like Snoop Dogg, but only different, very different because uh, uh, she doesn't she doesn't sit there and go like, hey, I'm smoking the sticky icky icky and I'm rapping. No, she pulls sticky icky things out of her out of her vajay. That's what she does. Sticky Vicky is is a party, and she's an old ass lady. So she retires in 2016 after a bad fall, and she trained her daughter to do it. So the Sticky Vicky show lives on, and I'm looking at a picture of the real Sticky Vicky, who is now handed off the Sticky Vicky throne to her daughter Maria, who now runs the Sticky Vicky show. That's not something I would pass on to my kid, you know? Uh, your dad can pull a 12-pound kibasa right out of his butt as a magic trick. It's hilarious. I want to teach you how to do this, son. I want to pass the family business on to you. Yeah, that's not going. That's not going. But but Vicky thought it was no big deal. And they say now people can continue to go. It's in uh, Benidorm is where it is. Benidorm, UK. You can go and see the Sticky Vicky show, which is now truly Sticky Maria, but that doesn't have the same flow. So I imagine Maria performs as Sticky Vicky. And she is the daughter of the original Sticky Vicky. So we're over 40 years now of pulling things out of your who's And who wouldn't pay to see that? I, I would go to that. Just because it's like, well, I'm in town. I may as well. How far are we? Yeah, that's, that's an hour drive. We can get there. Yeah, sounds amazing. I need to go back to the UK. We need to go see Sticky Vicky. Maybe I'll send Buzz and Moto Man after they're done with their project. And we'll film that, too. It'll be a road trip of numbskulls. <sighs> Man. All right, coming up next. Sticky Vicky's good. Gonna go back to Florida again. I already gave you a what to Florida today. I'm gonna give you another one. And this one's fun. This is something like I talked about the other day. It's a combination of a nudist, of Florida, and a greased-up naked guy. Not the greased-up deaf guy from Family Guy. No, a greased up naked guy. You know who I'm not touching? If they tell me, stretch, go arrest the greased up naked guy, I'm going to be like, yeah, he, he can go. I'll, I'll just herd him like cattle out the gate. And as long as he's off the property, I'll leave him alone. I'm not messing with a naked man. We'll get into this one next. It is the fistful of Florida. A greased up fist next on a big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Shout out to Chase Sexton for grabbing the Triple Crown Championship Saturday night. He did not win the overall Saturday night, but he's gone 1-2-2 in the three Triple Crown events this season, and that was enough to be the Triple Crown Champion. And despite some frustrating things that have happened this year, it is really good to see Chase Sexton get that Triple Crown Championship and have a really solid night in those three main events with battles in all three and no mistakes, no crashes. So congratulations to Chase chase now we'll see if he can close the gap on number two cooper webb which by the way is no small feat i'm stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now big four nine it is stretch show i think you all know what this music means it means one thing 
That means we're about to be in love with a scripper. That's what that means. It means we're getting scrippers rolling up in here. It means Buzz is coming to town and he's going to want to be entertained and Moto Man may be spending some non-quality time with my brother at a strip club here very soon. Sorry, Moto. I, I really love Moto. You, you People think, I think people think I don't like Moto. I love Moto. I just do bad things to him. Because <laughs> it's fun. It amuses me. Oh, man. Let's get into this story right now, though. Uh, I am not playing this song for Moto Man. No, Moto, you do not have to take Buzz to the titty bar. I am just joking. Only joking. He's going to want to go, but only joking. Let's go to Florida right now. We are going to talk about... Well, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to go to Florida right now. No, I lied. I lied. I told you I was going to Florida. I'm going to talk about the strip club story I got instead. I found this interview with a guy, and he is a... Basically, he plans bachelor parties. So if you're a big baller and you want craziness and you want a wild-ass bachelor party, you go to this dude, and then he hires strippers and hires whatever you're in you're in the mood for. And they, he even has, like, he gets the party bus, and you get all your friends on there, then you get drunk, and he's got it where there's different themes that you can set up where you guys pick up a hitchhiker, and the next thing you know, your hitchhiker is getting naked and stripping inside there. Uh, they got all these different role play scenarios of how you get your stripper into the theme of the night. Uh, he's a really good party planner, but he's just a bachelor party planner. And they, you know, he goes into all the stories and all the extravagant things that people want to do, which is it's an interesting article. And then they say, "What's the wildest thing that's ever happened?" And check this: imagine, wah wah wah, your bachelor party is ruined. They say the groom is getting ready to get married. They set up a big stripper uh, stripper party. And he says he gets the strippers and he hires the girls. And it's just your straightforward bachelor party with strippers and whatnot. The guys all get liquored up and they bring out the girls. And, well, the guy that is the groom, the bachelor last night of bachelorhood before he gets married the next day. The stripper they bring out is his ex-wife. And he doesn't know the ex-wife is a stripper and the stripper who is the ex-wife doesn't know that it's his bachelor party because this dude that organizes these parties said, why would I ask someone, hey, uh, you ever been married before or have a boyfriend like it's this guy? Like, what are the odds? So they're divorced. She's now a stripper and she shows up. Imagine your ex-wife wife showing up at your bachelor party as a stripper you would think like all right my friends are punking me you guys are complete dicks like what is happening here no she's now a stripper she got hired to strip at her ex-husband's bachelor party can you think what are the odds of that i mean that, that explains it when this guy's probably seen a lot of stuff because they ask him how many of your clients uh bang the strippers and he's like oh, i would know nothing about that that never happens so he's you know he's got guys not gonna blow his freaking his income no he's gonna just say that doesn't happen he's gonna deny you know that's happening and you also know that you know what are the odds so that has to be the craziest thing the dude's ever seen is that one night where people all of a sudden imagine she comes out and starts to strip he's like wait a minute that's my ex-wife like this is a joke next thing she goes dude that's my ex-husband and then people must start freaking out and all hell has to break loose 
Great story, though. Good read, uh, this dude, who is a bachelor party planner. He'll get you hooked up. I'm Stretch. All right, up next, I'm going to go to the naked guy in Florida. I got excited when I saw strippers. <laughs> it's the big 49. The man Entertainment report! Saturday night in Miami, there was a big UFC event with a local fighter, Jorge Masvidal, and sitting ringside was his friend Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was sitting there, I'm not kidding, with Kid Rock, Mike Tyson, and Dana White. It sounds like a punchline, but that's really who was sitting right beside the cage during that fight. After the fight, uh, Masvidal lost, and he retired on the spot, but he did shout out the former president and then led the crowd in a Let's Go Brandon chant. It was very surreal. Over the weekend, there was a fight in the NBA, but what makes this one fun is it was two players on the same team. It happened in the Minnesota Timberwolves bench. They called a timeout when they got together, and Rudy Gobert decided at some point just to haul off and sock another teammate right in the face. And he did it. They took Gobert out of the game and said he would not be back for the rest of the night. No word of what the NBA will do to him, because typically you don't punch your own guys unless you're a complete douche. Speaking of the NBA, yesterday the season wrapped up, and well, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs, but here's the really bad, 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 bad news. They signed Tristan Thompson. Do you know who Tristan Thompson is? He's the boy toy of one of the Kardashians. That means when you got a Kardashian around, things are going to go bad, because the Kardashian women are like an evil devil cursed to NBA players and rappers. You don't want to be with a Kardashian, and you've got Chloe Kardashian with Tristan Thomas, and they've got kids, and he's now a Laker as of yesterday, and this is not a good thing, LA Laker fans, let me tell you. The Man Earth. Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49. It is Stretch, yeah. It is a Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Back to the grind. we got a full week. We will get a day off at the end of the month here. What do we got? Memorial Day. And that is the official kickoff of summer, which is right around the corner. I know it doesn't feel like it in the air. They kept saying L.A. was going to be 80 yesterday. But I lived right at the beach. It was foggy and cold. I love that the beach got crowded, which made me know that inland it was warm and nice. And everybody thought it would be a great day to go to the beach. And then they came over here and froze their asses off. I laugh at those people as I go by with my hoodie on. Ha <laughs> ha, you wankers. You're freezing your butts off at the beach. too early to go to the beach. But apparently it was a beautiful day in most of L.A. All right, here we go. I'm going to tell you now about a what the Florida story that involves, I'm going to guess, a crazy person. He's 34 years old. His name is Blake Talkman. He'd smashed the windows out of a house, and then he broke into another house. And they're like, something's going on. We got home burglaries in, in progress. Call the 5-0. Uh, hello, police. We got home burglaries uh, in progress. There's break-ins, multiple break-ins going on at this location. And the 5-0 rolls out. Now, what I'm looking at on my monitor is the body cam footage of the police officer once he encounters the suspect. And it could be Moto Man. Even though Moto was not in Florida, I know he was at Glen Helen on Saturday. The guy's running out of the house and he's running towards the pool. The police officer sees him and is now in pursuit. And the police officer is screaming because he's got, there's other officers in the area and he's got his radio on. He's like, he's in the pool, he's in the pool. And he's like, stop right there, stop right there. Yet the guy continues to run. And now when police are chasing you, you're, 
in risk of getting shot, tased, clubbed, tackled, beat, whatever, when you are ignoring their uh, commands and they're telling you. They're very serious about you stopping and listening to and doing exactly what they say. And if you don't, that is at your own your own peril. So this guy's now running and he jumps into a pool. Oh yeah, did I mention he's naked? He's butt-ass naked. This guy's been breaking into houses naked. We don't know the other twist on this yet because the officers have not yet encountered this. And the cop is chasing him, says, you're going to get effing tased. So the cop is that close. He's about to shoot him in the back with his taser. And he's like, put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. And then the guy jumps from the pool into a trampoline they have at the house, but he face plants on the trampoline. So now the cops got him. And now more officers are arriving and you see other cops getting there. This cop has got him. Here's the problem. The cop can't do anything with him because he's greased up. He's naked and completely lubed. They say he's lubed now in the article with peppermint oil. So he's completely covered. Oh yeah, and he's bloody. So you now have a bloody naked man that's lubed up. I'm not arresting that guy. He got away. Sorry. I I can tell you he didn't have anything. He was naked. Unless he had something up his keister. He had nothing. They say the uh, blood was caused by self-inflicted injuries he did before the authorities even arrived. And you can see on the camera, they didn't kick his ass. They say he's probably under the influence of unknown substances. I'm going to say Florida. Yes, it's called crystal meth. Methamphetamine. He's high as a hell. And he's running around like a crazy greased up naked man. As this guy continues to resist, it takes four deputies to get him into custody. And then they call him in on a 5150, and it takes three medical people. So EMTs arrive. So you've got four cops and three EMTs to strap this guy to the stretcher so they can get him to the hospital for evaluation and for treatment of the injuries that he caused to himself. And on the camera, you can see the police officers caused nothing to this guy. He, uh, by the way, was apprehended. He was brought in, and he was charged with... Uh, Two counts of occupied burglary, three counts of battery on a law enforcement officer, and two counts of criminal mischief and resisting arrest with violence because he's crazy. That doesn't say Florida tweaker. I don't know what does. Yeah, the theme of the show today is nudity. Nudity, strippers, uh, perverts, criminals. There's a theme here. All these people. Sticky Vicky does magic with her vagina. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. The stripper from the bachelor party. God. All right, I'm going to go to a newsy story that we got bad news on over the weekend that no one's talking about because, well, the media's in the bag for the douchebag president. We'll talk about that next. This is the Big 49. Oh, boy. It's the Big 49. It's a stretch show. You know, if the Danger Zone's playing... It's not because that dude looks just like Justin Barsha's dad. No. It's not because 30 years ago, Kenny Loggins looked just like Justin Barsha. No. It's not. It's because we got to put Tom Cruise up there. Because somewhere right now in the world, someone's laying on the ground going, Help me, Jesus. Help me, Tom Cruise. And the Jets are getting fired up. We're going in a danger zone. Tom Cruise going to save some people. Maverick don't play, bitch. Yeah. Maverick's coming. And Maverick's going to drop it down on your ass. 
Alright, I turn turn Kenny Loggins down. Let me tell you what happened here. The Chinese spy balloon. Remember I was flying all around America? And the president said, Seven million Chinese. Something like that. And what he meant to say was, yeah, I told him not to shoot it down till it was... Uh, he Now he's blaming the military, too. The military told him, don't shoot it down. It might fall on people. Yet it was over Montana where you could have shot down 37 of them. And I'm pretty confident 37 of them would have hit nothing. Maybe a cow or a buffalo. Not disrespected Montana. It's just it's open land there. It's what's so beautiful about Montana. It's not a lot there. You know if it's over a city or not. So they chose not to do it. And then once it got out, flew over. Remember, this thing had propellers on it. And once it flew over all of our sensitive military installations where we keep all of our nukes and stuff, they let it get out over the Atlantic and then they shot it down. Well, here's a new story you haven't heard. You know why? Because the media sucks balls. Stretch going to tell it to you, though. That's what I do. Uh, they now know that the Chinese spy balloon that flew all across the United States of America was able to gather all kinds of sensitive intelligence from several sensitive American military uh, sites, despite the claims of the Biden administration that they were able to block it from doing that. Apparently, they were wrong. Now that they've captured it and brought it back, they realize, oh, no, no, no. It's in a bunch of stuff. Oh, wow, they got some good stuff with a balloon. They flew a balloon over our sensitive military installations and got all the info they needed. They were able to control the balloon so it could make multiple passes over some of the sites. They say at times flying figure eight formations. Hey, why is there a giant balloon over this sensitive military installation flying in figure eights? That seems weird. We should investigate. Ah, nah, it's just China. Leave them alone. Those silly Chinese. Yeah. Say the intelligence China collected was mostly from electronic signals, which can be picked up from weapon systems or include communications from base personnel rather than images. The three officials, and by the way, if they wanted images, they could shoot them from a satellite up above and it would be not an international incident because all countries do that to each other. You want stolen radio signals, you fly a little balloon over 9, 12 times and the Biden administration chooses to not shoot you down. Uh, the Defense Department was contacted by NBC News that now knows this, and they're like, yeah, yeah, well, uh, sorry. Uh, we can't tell you. Top secret info. Well, no, no, no. The top secret info is what China has now. We just want to know why that happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Danger zone is this. We had Maverick sitting there ready to go. Maverick and his $400,000 missile to shoot down a $37 balloon that was equipped with massive amounts of spying technology. And we did nothing. And China got everything they wanted out of that. It was worth the sacrifice of the balloon just to get what they wanted, and they got it. So, shout out to the president. They say China has repeatedly said that the balloon was an unmanned civilian airship that accidentally strayed off course, but now that we have it we know that is a lie, and we know it had sensitive, it had spying stuff on it, and it got sensitive information. It's the first you've heard about that. You know what else you've never heard about? The other three balloons. Why? I contend that they were just those little hobby balloons, and they were trying to make it look like they were doing something when they hadn't done anything in a very long time. Yeah, this is disgusting. 
Got the greatest military in the world. Shout out to all those who serve in the United States military. I salute you. Seriously. But we've got the biggest bozo ever running the show right now, and they can't do their job. It's just like you got great cops out there. There's great law enforcement officers out there that aren't allowed to do their job because they got clown show district attorneys. I'm looking at you, Los Angeles. I'm looking at you, New York. Yeah. It's effed up. The world is effed up. We got to fix it. But we're not. We're going the wrong way. But it is what it is, huh? I'm stretch. I'm depressed now. Step big 49. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday night after getting on the podium in Glendale, Arizona, Justin Barsha said he is all but signed with a two-year contract extension with the Gas Gas team. Remember, they have been quiet, but he says he's been told by the manager that the contract was, quote, in his inbox and everything looks good, and Barsha is expecting it to be signed and ready to go by the end of the week, which is great news because... Justin has really dialed it in the last three or four weeks. He has been pushing for podiums and chasing down the race leaders and just looking great. So congratulations to him and to that Gas Gas team. And we'll see you doing this for the next couple years. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show on a Monday. If you are just joining us, if you are just coming around to the Big 49, welcome to the party. It is the only motocross rock radio station on the planet. I am the host most of the time. My name is Stretch, as in the Stretch Ari. As in Stretch, as in the stench of the Jamie Jack and Stench show. It started on 8.7 for many, many years. I was Gnarly Charlie on the pirate radio. I was Stretch on a bunch of rap radio stations. I've been around LA radio for a very, very, very long time. What's weird is my name always, everyone in my private life always called me Stretch. My name was always Stretch. Since I was 18 years old, they started calling me Stretch because I'm taller than your average DJ. And there it is. But I do the morning show here. The morning show runs every single day on the Big 49 from 3 a.m. till noon Pacific. We got interviews with the top riders in Supercross and Motocross. And we go out to all the local events that we can get out to. And we get out to everything that is cool in Southern California that we are into. And most of that is moto. We got into Red Bull Straight Rhythm. That was freaking awesome. And just shout out to the Supercross for giving us access, to the Motocross for giving us access. Shout out to Glenn Helen. Thank you for uh, having us out this weekend. And everybody that came up and shouted out the station and our listening and our fans. Man, we appreciate the hell out of you. Please help spread the word. Because we're, we're kicking terrestrial radio right in the freaking nuts. It's a cock punch, really, is what it is. And they are not happy about it. KLOS sucks. Alt sucks. K-Rock sucks. And here we are, a bunch of numb nuts. Just... And by the way, we're all iHeart Clear Channel dudes. Like, that's where we all spent the bulk of our careers. <laughs> really? So, it's weird. But what's weird is we're partnered with them, uh, that we are on the iHeart app. And that is because of relationships with people that are there and all of us having worked there for a very long time. So, shout out to my crew, too. Also, great job this weekend. Once again, Moto Man. Jason from HYR, Bookie Kyle, appreciate you guys. Great job this weekend. 
Gnarly Charlie. Not me, Gnarly Charlie. The other Gnarly Charlie that we have now. We stole him from a terrestrial radio station. Who sucks? And now he's at a place that's awesome. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to talk to you guys again tomorrow. I'll be back till then. God bless you all and God bless the United States of America.